0: and welcome back to another Move to Heal podcast. My name is Allie Hirschman. And I'm Colleen Delaney.
1: I'm Ethan Hirschman.
0: And we are the co-founders of Move to Heal. And we are so excited today to be joined by Gwen, one of our ambassadors at Move to Heal. We're really excited to interview her and have her share her story with you. It is quite incredible and remarkable. So Gwen, welcome to the podcast. Good morning,
2: guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Gwen. We Hi, We are super, hey.
0: super pumped to have you here. So grateful. So thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be here. And, you know, I just kind of want to dive right into this and kind of kick kick this off with asking you, um, what brought you to Move to Heal? What was kind of that driving force for you to join our community and, you know, take that first step in going to your first workout and meeting?
2: Um. I had, well, I lived right next to Greenwich CrossFit, like two stoplights away. And the night before I moved into my house, I had hip surgery from, that was the cause of a car accident that I had two years earlier. And I remember every single day when my husband was driving me to physical therapy, I'd see these like neon happy people running around the block and I kept telling my doctor, I'm gonna be one of these people, and they kept telling me, "No, you're not. Like, you're never gonna, you're never gonna move like that. You're definitely never running, and you're probably gonna depend on your husband for a lot of stuff." And that was in 2016. So that was way before Move to Heal. But for years, I would see you guys running, and then what? What year did you guys start promoting Move to Heal? 2020, 2021, 20, 2021. So I saw in Greenwich Connections, you guys were promoting it and it was for addiction, life trauma, the whole list. And I was like, well, you know, I don't I don't really know if I fall under that category. And then I kept seeing it come up again And then I put like, I put everything together. I said, Oh, my God, this is a Greenwich CrossFit. This is who I want to be. I said, Allie, like the social media guru is behind this. So you know, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be good. Her and I were already Instagram friends. And one day I just, I got the phone number. I called Ethan And I remember it was like a super rainy day. We'd been playing telephone tag all day, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
2: yeah, I was like, kind of like put my phone over down to the side. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to get too excited about this. I'd been in treatment at that point for chronic back pain since 2014. And there was just there were no answers. No one had good answers. So I was like, I'm not going to get too excited about this. Like. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, we finally connected that evening, and I remember it was pouring rain. And I pulled over in the park, and I told Ethan my story. And I was like, you know, but if if I don't fit the checklist, or if someone needs a spot more than me, don't worry about it. And he was like, Can you be here in fifteen minutes? And I showed up. I, you know, I was super sad. I was super mad. Um, I was looking for answers that no one else could give me and I remember thinking like this isn't going to be fun this this is going to be like a doctor's appointment I'm not going to make friends and I heard people share and I heard Colleen share and she said the the word medical trauma and I was like I was like this is a thing like this is what I've been going through and there was finally a label and some sort of explanation and I ended up sharing my story and I don't think I ever missed a Thursday night Greenwich meeting. Wow.
0: That is, I mean, I think going from a doctor telling you like, hey, you're basically going to be reliant on somebody else for like basic needs for the rest of your life to being able to move your body in the way that you do today what was it like to be told that information like hey you're going to be relying on somebody else like what emotionally what was that like for you
2: it was hard it was hard it was devastating because it it was life was already hard i was having all my groceries delivered i was having you know dave was taking care of the house he was taking care of the yard he was doing everything at that time i had one dog who I was not walking. But I was also, when I started Move to Heal, I was on full-time temporary disability. So that means at some point, you're expected to get better and work again, but they don't know when. But you're not, I wasn't working at all. So, and this all happens. I went on full-time temporary disability. February 2020, so right before the world closed. So a month later, I'm in pain management for a month. I'm in physical therapy for the month. And that's the only people I'm seeing. I'm only seeing people that are giving me bad news. I'm only seeing people that are telling me I'm going to need more epidurals. They're telling me I'm going to need surgery. So it wasn't good. Mm. But when I joined Move to Heal, I started in August. By November, I was doing two Move to Heal workouts a week, plus a regular modified CrossFit class. And during that time, I'd started walking. I could only walk not even one block. It was half a block and back. Mm. And a few months into Move to Heal, I was walking two miles a day with my dog. And
0: then wow. I got a second. A, I got a second. Don, wow. So, <laughs> so Gwyn, that's so amazing. So
3: Gwen, um, I love being in meetings with you because we have a lot of similar things that happen to us, uh, medically with our health. And as your coach at Greenwich CrossFit, I watched you evolve physically. Can you talk about how you came in to move to heal, um, you know, with all your ailments and how you modified and were able to get through these workouts?
0: And did you feel like it was a space where you're like, okay, I may be limited, like I'm looking at the workout on the board, but I have someone like Colleen who's going to help modify this so I feel comfortable doing those movements?
2: Yeah, I I always felt very safe at Move to Heal. I always felt that you guys could modify and I always felt there was multiple ambassadors or co-founders there who had multiple... Um, like, experience what I was going through. A lot of the problem with me was I would ask my doctor, oh, you've hurt your back before. How do you know you're fixing me the right way? Oh, you've had chronic fatigue because of all the medication you're on. And every time it was no, I don't know what you're feeling. No, I don't know what you're feeling. So I could connect a lot with Colleen about chronic fatigue. Um, For years, I'd been doing the Mediterranean diet. But when I got my steroid injection, I had immediate inflammation all over my body. I developed a rash, which ended up being psoriasis. And I also developed gout. And gout is one of the most painful things you can experience. So I was walking around with gout for a year and a half before I met you guys. And I believe that healing takes, you know, the mind, body and soul and being able to talk to Colleen about what to eat was a huge, a huge advantage because Mm -hmm. I knew I was eating healthy, but I didn't, I didn't know my liver was suffering because it couldn't process all this medication the doctors would have me on. I didn't know that it can take two years just to even help the liver get back on a normal track, normal track again. So Colleen, I talked with Colleen. I started the new nutrition program with Colleen. And I think it was within three weeks, I felt 75% better with the gout. And it was just taking out silly little things. Like I had no idea what lectins were, but that meant like no more hummus, no more Greek yogurt, which you usually think is a healthy snack. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I came from a personal training background, so I was sad I couldn't be lifting and moving the way I wanted to, but then I saw people that were in their 80s working out, and I was like, okay, if they can do it and move pool noodles and whatever, like I can start with a one-pound weight. And part of fatigue is that you sleep and, sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and you never feel like you slept enough. Mm. So some days I was sleeping up to 20 hours a day but it was never it was never restful. I never felt good. So the one I think I think being on temporary full-time disability was a blessing, but it took all my mind power. It took all my physical strength to drive the two blocks to the gym and come back, but to have a support system like Colleen cheering me on every day, you know, Ethan texting me, Allie texting me. It was a support system I was not having in big pharma.
3: Yeah. And I think, um, <clears throat> you know, for people listening, you know, when people come in, you know, there's modifications for everything. So you had back issues and hip issues. And like, if you can't run, you can hop on a rower, all right, which is great for another great modification. Um, And same thing with, you know, dumbbells, you know, with the weights, like you can go anywhere from 2.5 pounds to Mm -hmm. 50 pounds, you know, and you pick what's best for you and you do what's best for your body. Yeah. I mean, even just
2: starting out squatting my body weight, just moving was huge because I couldn't even shower and wash my own hair without exhausting myself. I started with just body weight on squats and I think I got up to 80 pounds. That's amazing. And and months.
1: So Gwen, I I remember when you came in and, and, uh, you were very negative. You were, you didn't think, you didn't think you were going to get better. Um, you really didn't think there was much hope and, you know, we talked a little bit about we've talked about the workout side and, and how your body your your you're physically improving through the modifications and the different things that we did. Can you tell us a little bit about how the combination of that with the meetings was motivating to you and helpful?
0: Yeah.
2: So like I said, I'd been treating at doctors three times a week and they were it was always negative information. But when you go to meetings, you hear miracles. I remember hearing this guy tell this one story, and he had been paralyzed, and he said, you know, if my story inspired you, please keep telling it. So he had an issue, and he was paralyzed, and they told him he was going to be paralyzed, I think, for the rest of his life, and he had a very strong spirit, and he called everyone he knew, and I think he ended up meeting, like, a doctor in Starbucks, but he ended up having a virus and it was a one a one in 1000 case. And I remember thinking, okay, if he has a one in 1000 case and my case statistically is one in 11,000, like I'm going to be better too. Like you just you you get positivity and you get encouragement from someone you never would have talked to on the street and never would have realized you could relate to. I've made friends that are going to be lifelong friends. I've made friends that range from early 20s to, you know, their 80s.
0: I love that. I also think that, you know, you even seeing Move to Heal, right? And you're like, oh, it's for, you know, people that are dealing with addiction or depression, anxiety, trauma, PTSD. Do I really have a place there. And then you walk into this meeting and, you know, Colleen shares her story and immediately, immediately you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, like to have that relatability, I think is gives people hope. Just, just feel like I'm not alone in this Mm -hmm. and someone else shares Mm -hmm. the struggle. And, um, I feel like that in itself can be just really inspiring and just provide anybody hope, just feeling like you're not alone in this, even when, you know, you've had, you've felt on this isolated Island for, for so long.
1: Well, we were, we were, we were talking about that today mm -hmm. um, in, in, in a meeting just before this podcast, actually. Um, And, and I was just sharing how it feels really good and super helpful. Um, I know I'm a broken person, and it feels really good and to have these people surround me that are also broken in different ways. And you come out, and at least I did today, less broken.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah, and I would reason- even helped me listening to your story, you know, because um, you know, obviously running the classes and this is my job and everything, you know. But I don't think people really understand how much healing I get personally from, you know, hearing your story you know, you've yeah. helped me so much. I recently read a quote and it, it said,
2: uh, broken people, broken people let the light shine from within them. And they're willing to step up because they know what others have been through. Mm, I love you know, that. someone, someone that isn't struggling every day just to get out of bed because of physical pain or fatigue. They don't, they don't know what it takes. So just to meet a community. And then we don't, and I always say I say this in group I've said it a million times I've never heard anyone complain during a share I've heard people vent and release energy but I've never heard anyone complain we're all there looking for solutions we're all there talking we might be sharing sad stories but the next week someone's going to come back with a positive twist
0: mm-hmm. living you. in a
2: solution yes
1: yeah I mean I mean one of the one of the things you know, I've known when you since the very beginning, and uh, I don't know. You're like you're like when I when I think about move to heal. You're one of the one of the superstars, right? You've <laughs> always been very helpful, and and you've healed so much. I mean, you're you're. I don't think you smiled the first two months, you know, and then <laughs> and then and then now all I see is you smiling, and and you, and your your body has changed so much, and and you've you know. All your ailments seem to have been yeah. disappearing. And I remember you saying to me, you know, I can barely drive here. And you love these car rallies yeah. that you go on and stuff like that. So could you share a little bit about some of the things that you just never thought you would do again, but now are doing?
2: So, yeah, one of the big turning points was I i grew up around vintage cars. My husband and my dad restore vintage cars for a living. And... I drive and show them. And I was told by my doctors, you need to stop. You need to stop driving stick. Like your hips can't do it anymore. And I was like, I'm 30. And that was another thing. People were like, oh, you're, tur- you're turning 30. This is how you're supposed to feel. And I was like, I was like, no. So mm-hmm. that was that was one of the calls. I that was one of the wake up calls was they told me I cannot do this anymore. And I was super scared to drive to Move to Heal. It was right where my car accident was years ago. And after after joining Move to Heal for the first couple of months, I drove on that car accident anniversary, which normally I'd get a ride to work or I'd do something else if it was a weekend, stay home. But I drove right past that accident site. I drive past it every day now, and I don't even think about it and i use i use my cars i know i get a lot of attention from my cars so i use my cars to do good because i realize there are still there's less fortunate people i've fundraised for breast cancer i've fundraised for foster children um i go up i drive up over an hour away with my father to newberg and we teach classes but I've clocked my longest drive at two hours now, when I could barely make it two blocks before.
0: That is so amazing, wow. and just to hear, because obviously, <laughs> you know, you and I have gotten to know each other so well, and to hear where, you know, you were at right just a couple of years ago, um, disability, barely being able to move your body in this way, to moving your body. However, you really want now full time job that you're crushing at, Mm -hmm. and being able to enjoy your life and your hobbies and your husband and your dogs and you know volunteering at the um pet shelter, being able to walk other dogs, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like all these things that bring you fulfillment and joy. I just think it's such a testament to um your dedication, you know, to really getting better uh, mentally and physically. Yeah. I always say when I first
2: met Ethan, like I wasn't even a hard person. I said I had no shell left. Like I just felt like I was like a blob of mashed potatoes. All mm-hmm. I could do was like sit there, and that was really it.
3: Mm-hmm. But- when you know, I've I've watched you evolve, and and you to see the confidence that you have now compared to like where you were before is so amazing. So, besides move to heal, what are some self care things that you do now? Um, that help keep your mind um, in a good place and your body uh, in a good place too?
2: My mind and my body. I'm definitely still walking. I love walking now and I love, I love the holiday season. And before, once it got cold, it was very hard for me to move around with arthritis. So I, I like, you know, a body in motion stays in motion. So mm-hmm. keep that arthritis at bay. I'm, I'm walking. I love my talk therapy. I, I'd never. I actually that's a lie. I had I had tried talk therapy before this and it didn't work. We just weren't a good pair. Um they they didn't have like the mind body soul outlook, but with Allie it's it's definitely encompassing all of that. So I love I could be having my worst day and leave the session laughing and you just you let that energy go and it feels so good. Um self-care just even just being able to go out with friends and have mm-hmm. a cup of coffee or you know walk around with them support support their businesses just it's just being able to be a regular person oh it's that, so nice that's like just make your life worth living, you know mm. it could be the it it could be the littlest things it, so many people now are friends and move to Hill will go to each other's races, each other's art shows. It's just like I like to say, I saw that quote, find the glimmers in life, yeah you know if if waking up and drinking coffee on your porch and watching the sunrise is your thing, then that's your thing that's your self care If it's walking your dogs in the evening it's it's your thing,
0: mm-hmm. I love that. So,
1: so, Gwen, if you know, I'm I'm hopeful that there's somebody out there listening to this podcast that was, you know, in the same similar state of mind and body that you were in, and suffering, and and they've made this step to kind of like, oh, well, let me listen to this podcast. What would you tell that person right now about move to heal and what and and your journey?
2: I'd tell them. The hard the hardest part was getting myself through the door that first time. I was scared, you know, I thought I was gonna be judged and you're you're not gonna be judged at all. You're gonna be hugged if you wanna be hugged, you're gonna be handed a box of tissues if that's what you need. You're definitely gonna leave with a list of phone numbers. And if you know, I was I was scared to move at first, but like we've talked about, Colleen was able to modify everything. And you're just, you're going to make your life better, which is going to make everyone's life better surrounding you. Your family is going to be happy for you. Your friends are going to be happy for you. Your animals are going to be happy for you. And, um, but I've seen, I've been in the program now, I guess, almost since the very beginning, I've seen a ton of people walk in and they probably looked like how I looked like when I walked in and they look so down and so sad and, but. That second time, that third time, they never look that down. they never look that low ever again, and the thing about move to heal is if another traumatic accident happens, you know where you're going this time, you know who you're calling, you know who's going to have your back it's mm-hmm. just this is this is a program America
0: needs mm. Mm. I love that I love that when um you know what. <laughs> What kind of motivates you on a daily basis, whether it's motivating you to, you know, get back to move to heal, motivating you, you know, with work, with your personal relationships. what's kind of a driving force for you? Um,
2: hmm. when, when I was hurt, all I could talk about was being hurt. And it was almost like people became addicted to hearing my bad stories because people with chronic illness or chronic injury, it's, it's intriguing to hear their stories because, like, you've never had surgery. Like, you want to know what it's about. You, But you become a downer eventually. Like, they don't want to hear it. So uh, what the original question was what motivates me is – I like to be able to say three good things before I have to say my back's a little achy today. Mm-hmm. So so that's what really keeps me going is I wanna I wanna be a positive person. Like the world is so it's icky right now. And I just don't I don't wanna add to that. I wanna be able to tell mm-hmm. someone, Oh, I went to an art show this weekend and I went to a small coffee shop. I just want I want people to get out of the house and live. And that's what mm-hmm. motivates me.
0: Yeah. And just practicing that gratitude, like living in that gratitude, I think is amazing. So you guys have any other questions or? I,
1: I really don't. I just want to <laughs> tell Gwen how much I love her. And uh, I've just been so happy that you, you, you did walk through the doors of, of move to heal <laughs> and you've really helped me over the years Gwen. you know, and, and you've, you've just been amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, guys. I love all you guys and i I have no idea where I'd be if there's no move to heal
0: mm. yeah, and but. it's it's amazing that you know you came to move to heal for help with yourself. Right. And in turn, you ended up helping so many other people. Mm-hmm. And that is such a cool part of it. Cause sometimes people feel like, well, I don't know if my story is worth telling. And I think every story is worth telling no matter what. And I think that was such an important piece when we design Move to Heal, where, you know, someone's struggling with addiction, there's a place for them to go, or someone that may be struggling with something else, there's these specific groups. But, you know, if you're struggling with maybe something medically, or anxiety, or depression, or PTSD, or just stress, or trauma, whatever it may be, where do we go, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, we just thank you so much for your involvement with move to heal and your in story. Your story is so inspiring and we're so proud of you, you know, and we're proud to know you and watch, you know, just what you've accomplished over the last couple of years now.
2: Thank you guys. I couldn't have done it without you. That's for sure. (laughs) Thanks
1: so much, Quinn. Thanks for coming on.
3: You're amazing.
2: Thank you. See you soon. All right. Bye.
0: bye. Thanks everybody so much for tuning into another One of our episodes. We hope that you guys enjoyed this one as much as we did. As always, if you have any questions, comments, want to learn more information, please visit us at www.move2healct.org or follow us on Instagram at move2heal.ct. Have a great day, everybody! Bye, bye, everybody.